Hello everyone, Phil Friend here and welcome to Gear, Gadgets and Gizmos, the show where I interview disabled people about the things they use every day to overcome the challenges that they face. I hope you enjoy the show. So I'm delighted today to welcome to our podcast, Steph Cutler, who I've known for some time. Um, but I'm going to let Steph tell you a bit about herself before we get into her sort of three gadgety things. So Steph, tell us a bit about yourself. Okay, so um, I became partially sighted. Um, I'm registered blind, but I think partially sighted probably um, feels a bit more descriptive. I've got a bit of useful sight, but have significant sight loss. And I acquired that around about 15 years ago, something like that. Um, and so for the last 15 or so years, I've been living with sight loss um, and... In terms of work and things that I've been doing, I very quickly, upon um, acquiring my sight loss, set up a disability equality consultancy. Um, okay, so so you've got a, a major sight impairment. So I'm guessing, although it doesn't have to be this way, I'm guessing that the things you're going to tell us a bit about are related to that. So what would be the first thing, Steph, that... Um, comes to mind when you think about things you use on a sort of pretty daily basis to, to deal with your sight loss? Yeah, the first thing um, is my iPhone. Right. Um, I've had it for like, well, I've had several now, but when I first got an iPhone, it's no exaggeration to say it, it changed my life as a blind person. You know, it really did. Um, and I think lots of people feel like that. I think Lots of non-disabled people talking about talk about not being able to live without their phone, but I actually think for many of us um, with a disability, uh, for me as somebody with sight loss, like it really did have that kind of effect. Um, and I think it's because prior to that, it was possible to have an accessible phone, but it wasn't it wasn't that easy. You know, you had to buy a phone. Obviously, everybody does, but then you had to get a bit of additional software to put onto the phone and it had to be compatible. So you didn't have very much choice about what sort of phones you could have. Um, and then phones anyway were much less sophisticated. Um, but there was, always a, there was always a few issues. And obviously as a, as a disabled person, it, it, you had to pay in addition. And I think the thing that the iPhone did, one of the many, many things, is that it was, for me anyway, one of the first things that actually you went out and you bought a bit of kit, it looked like everyone else's. And it had inbuilt accessibility. So actually, you didn't have to go and buy then something else to put on it. And everything was pretty compatible because it was designed, it was designed to be. It wasn't something separate you were adding on to something else. I mean, obviously, I think we all know, most people know at least, that the, the iPhone and Apple products come with accessibility built in because they've got an accessibility um or what do you call it? It's not a it's not a kind of tab. But um, is there a specific app or something that you use, Steph? Uh, that's on the iPhone. Is there one particular thing you use an awful lot? So the accessibility itself is built in. So you basically need to switch it on to make it start talking, which is what I use. I use VoiceOver. So once you enable that in your settings. Everything you touch on the screen will talk to you, and then you you just use some different gestures in order to to navigate external. So everything Apple, I think I'm in my experience, everything Apple 
when used in this way is accessible. No, I think and you are right. You yes, can... I think you are right. I think the iPads and uh, the Apple Mac, you know, the desktop machines, they all have lots of accessibility features. So I think that was a first, wasn't it? I don't think uh, Microsoft were doing so much of it back in the day. But so voice no, over is the thing. I think you... they led on... Sorry, I go think on. They led on it. No, I was just saying, I think uh, my understanding is they led on it and actually as a result, you know, many have followed. So it's been quite a game changer, I think, mm -hmm. in terms of accessible products. And then, of course, you can download um, apps to your phone or your device, and they can be mixed in terms of how accessible they are. So some of those work really well, some don't work at all, um, and some are somewhere in the middle. So it's a, then it gets into hit and miss in terms of when the, whether the designers of those apps have designed them so as to be accessible with voiceover. Do you... <clears throat> Do you um, have a sort of source for your the apps, or do you just hear word of mouth, or what? What what persuades you to download an app that you know is going to be good? Sometimes I'll ask around, right? Um, and you know, we we do all kind of talk to each other, and I'm much more inclined if somebody who uses the same assistive tech to me or uses something in the same way as me says, "Yeah, this works well." I'm much inclined to to follow their recommendation um but otherwise you do things on a whim and you you, you download something and and you see you know you you try it and you see um, yeah yeah so just trial and error i have to say when it works you've got me you know i am loyal to you if your app works and it makes my life easier then you could be sometimes more expensive and i'm i'm not going to leave you <laughs> no <laughs> because i really appreciate the fact that that your app successful so some of the things that I've that I use, um, I've got external apps for, which really, really have been like life changing. Like I say, is um, there's there's an app that I use um, for shopping, like grocery type shopping. Um, I downloaded one, and it was completely inaccessible. I've been completely inaccessible, and and it just turned me off that brand entirely. Um, and I downloaded another one, and I've used it ever since because. It's so, so simple for me to, to order products. Um, you know, when you're going around the shop, even with assistance around the shop, you don't really get to know all the details. You can't see the labels. You know, you can't see the prices. Even when you've got somebody really helpful, you still miss out on quite a lot of information. Whereas on this app, if I want to know, I don't know, calories or whether something's vegan or whether something's, you know, um, where it where it's come from, you know, all those kind of things that would be on a label you wouldn't ordinarily know. So I've got much much more choice as a as a shopper, and I can I can look at all the prices and I can compare products, um, and then obviously I can look at offers and all those things. That when you go around a shop, it's never that easy. You've got to get there in the first place. So so that's been just like amazing. And what's the name? Order it. What's the name of the app? The one I love is Acado. Acado. Yeah. Uh, what, and they have their own app, do they? Yeah, they do, yeah. Right. So there's an Ocado uh, app that anyone listening to us can download onto their iPhone. And then it – how does it work? Does it um, – it does um, use a camera, do you, to point at things and it then tells you what it is? How I think does you that can work? do that. I, I don't tend to, but, yeah, you, I think you can do that. You can kind of do the whole barcode thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it kind of just remembers – well, it can remember your – like what you ordered last time so sometimes it's just a case of reordering milk or right. something 
very boring, but it's essential for you know, yeah, yeah, stuff no, that we need. Um, and otherwise, you just search for products, um, and you, cre- you can create lists. And yeah, you can compare stuff. You you know you book your slot. You, you know you don't even have to leave the house, and it, it gets delivered. So um, as as a as a person with sight loss who actually lives in quite an inaccessible place, it's like well, I can't, it just is really gives you that independence never would have had otherwise yeah so um that's the first one or have we already dealt with i mean what's your second favorite thing and we might have already covered it but if we haven't what is it other kind of products and things i use yeah i mean stuff that you find invaluable in terms aside aside from your iphone and and the use that yeah because i could talk about that all day yes Yes. um because because it literally does help me with so many things Mm. but um, another thing which I really value, in fact, it's just become really normal. And I think that's what I kind of love is when accessibility is built in and it just becomes business as usual. Yeah. So you don't have extra stuff because you're disabled. Um, so it's a bit in line with the, with what I was saying about the phone, actually. But I've got a... Um, we needed to buy a new TV some years ago. And at the time, Panasonic... Um, had been working with the RNIB and um, produced a series of their TVs which came with um, voice guidance. Oh, okay. Um, again, it's just still in. And, um, you know, the telly is just normal. Anybody could buy that telly. Um, but if you want to use voice guidance, kind of toggle it on. And it's just really simple, really. It, it enables you to use the remote control much more easily. Um, it tells you what channel you're on. You know, these days there's tons of channels isn't there and yes you skip through them and as somebody who who can't see the screen at all or well it's very hard to know what what you're watching what channel you're on you know what's coming up next and with the remote control and this voice um voice guidance it just tells you that you're watching bbc one you know you're watching the one show and after the one show it's going to be extenders or you know so you can kind of plan your 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 viewing a bit more um you can do a whole bunch of other stuff as well um, but it just means that you used to quite hit and miss watching the telly, you know, knowing what you're watching and, yes. and, and, and how to kind of know what's coming on. But, um, how long but yeah, ago, um, how long ago did you buy that TV then, um, Steph? Oh, I mean, crikey, uh, is it some time ago now? Yeah, it might be something like five years ago. Right. So we can only assume, I, I ask because I'm assuming that they've got even better. That the voice guidance systems that they use on the modern, a more modern TV would be an improved version of what you've got. Do you think that might exist? I don't know. I suppose it's that thing you don't buy a TV too often. But um, what I'd like to think happens is that other manufacturers cottoned on. Yeah, they copy. Yeah, built into theirs, but I don't. I don't know. No. Well, what I'll do is, um, we do this with all all the podcasts. Is I'll do a little bit of post podcast research and um uh, see what what we can find on vice guidance on tv sets so i'll put those in the show notes for the listeners so they can look up um and check it out for themselves but that's brilliant so so you you uh, i've now learned that you're a one show and east ender fan are you (laughs) i didn't know this about you steph you're revealing your deep secrets um okay so voice (laughs) garden You should have said panorama or something. Um, yeah, I should have said too much more highbrow. <laughs> yes. Um, 
So that so voice guidance on television clearly an absolute godsend for people with sight loss. What about your third thing? Is there something else that you use on a really regular basis? Well, it has to be my new best friend Alexa. Mm, yes. So Alexa's not perfect, but she's she's pretty pretty good. And um, yeah, I mean, as a as a blind or partially sighted person, she can make tasks. I wouldn't say necessarily were inaccessible previously. They, you know, there would have been ways, old school ways, and stuff that you could still do on your phone or your computer. But Alexa just makes doing some of this stuff really, really easy. Can you give me an example of? Um, can you give me an example of what you use her for from a sight loss point of view? Yeah, sure. So um, yeah, the beauty is you don't have to be too techy either. Really, you know, once you set up, it couldn't be more simple. Um, and I have to say, I don't use it for everything it can do yet because I'm still kind of developing my relationship with her um <laughs> but you can say things if you if you've synced it to your phone you can say things like call phil mm-hmm. and it will just start calling you um you can um sync it to your calendar so you can ask what appointments you've got that day um you can and 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 the whole family you know so kind of working out you know what everyone's doing in the household you can you can just ask alexa mm-hmm. um you can set reminders um, that's quite useful because I think reminders can often be quite visual things, you know, like post-it notes on the fridge and notes yes. in the, that you leave around for each other in the house. Um, so you can set reminders, for, you know, people to ring or medication or, you know, things things like that, which is dead, dead simple to do. You know, going back to TV, you can ask Alexa what's on the telly tonight. Yep. Um, you know, you can just so much stuff. You know, you can get your news from there, your sport information about what, you know, that kind of thing. That's just, so it works. It works a bit, a bit like a radio, but on demand. So you kind of ask it to tell you the news rather than waiting for six o'clock to come round when it's on TV or something. You use it as well for reminders, like you know, switch the oven off or switch the oven off or call Phil at yeah. six or you know that kind of thing. Yeah, um, you can use it to say like if you put something in the oven. to set a reminder for twenty minutes or something. You can ask it for a recipe. You mm-hmm. know, actually. You know, recipe books and things are not really useful useful for me. Um, yeah, I, I can do it other ways. But actually, you know, you can ask Alexa uh, a recipe for a Victoria sponge and she, she'll find you one. Mm-hmm. You can even add the ingredients to your shopping list right. and link it to you. You know, and all of that stuff without sight, is, it isn't impossible, but it is tricky. And you do need other bits of tech, you know. So I think she's kind of good in the sense that she does so much stuff. Right. And you don't need lots of skills to be able to use her. Like, you know, you don't need to be particularly techy um, once you set up. And there's other fun stuff you could do with her as well. Which Yes, she can tell stories and jokes and... Uh, yeah. She, uh, I mean... Audio books. All yes, audio books, Radio, yeah. you know, with a conventional radio, it's a bit like the TV. It's hard to know what station you're listening to and, and tune it in. And um, you need an accessible radio, which, which do exist. But, you know, you could just ask Alexa to play Radio 2 and off she goes. Um, so, An all-round jolly good egg, we would say, wouldn't we? We quite like Alexa. She is. Yes. She's not perfect. Like, she doesn't always understand you. She gets confused sometimes, bless her. Yeah. You know, it, it, well, I'm sure she'll just get better and better. But I think um, that there is so much you can do. And I think there's, there's stuff you can, which I haven't done actually, but you can link her to, to things whereby you can 
turn the lights off. You can ask it. This is quite a good one if you're if you're blind or partially sighted, or just um, forget where you put things. You know, if you lose if you lose your phone and you know it's in the house, you can ask it to find your phone and and you know actually that's quite useful if if you're blind and you know you've got to try and retrace your steps. That's quite yes. yeah quite quite tricky now there we are so what we've got is the iphone with about eight million apps on it that you use all the time <laughs> one of your favorites is a cardo um, um a panasonic tv or similar with voice guidance which is allowing you to watch the one show and eastenders <laughs> and alexa which helps you find stuff does all sorts of crazy stuff but particularly tells you the recipe for a victoria sponge which is very very handy i'm coming round for tea Right, well, what can I say, Steph, but other than to thank you so much for giving us your time and sharing your three things with us. Um, and I'll make sure that that, that information is on our show notes so our listeners can find the things that you find so useful. So thank you so much, Steph. It's been great talking to you and take good care. Bye, you're very welcome. It's more stuff talking to you, really. <laughs> you take good care. Bye. See you, bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. And if you'd like to be on the show, please drop me a line at brinkburn at gmail.com. That's my email address. Or you could try calling Chris Loftus at RIDC, the Research Institute for Disabled Consumers. His number is 020-7427-2460. Thanks once again. <laughs>